What price do we pay for freedom? Everyone yells freedom and equality in the streets. But who decides when we're actually a free country? How many people, when you say, let's go save America, think of God first? What can you do that will truly help save America? You know, I am tired of hearing everything out of the fake news except the truth. If you really think you can keep me from speaking my mind, well, I'm going to have to tell you something. I don't believe we actually have this many people in government who sound like total idiots. I think I have the perfect plan to take the Democrats by storm. They'll never see it coming. They really won't. Aiden Kuvion, The Patriot Show, Six Weeks with God, our series, Making You a Perfect Patriot by the Foundational Knowledge. Today it's time for day three of the Creation Week, where God creates everything that is, or ever was, or ever will be in the world. The narrative of this day starts in Genesis 1, verse 9. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas and God saw that it was good. We mentioned yesterday that the entire earth was made, either made of or covered in water completely so that there was no land visible, nothing living, nothing growing, not even algae of any kind, nothing except for water all over the earth until God says, gather together the waters into one place and let dry land appear. Now we don't know exactly what the original earth looks like. Many believe, including answers in Genesis, that the earth may have been one continent or a complex network of continents all connected, meaning that there were not these waters dividing each continent like there are today. We don't know. Gathering together the water into one place is a very interesting language that most versions of the Bible use in some way or other. Together into one place or one location or be contracted or compacted. But this is what God does first on day three, creates land, which will be the foundation of many of the things he will create. Actually, most of the forms of life are creatures that live on land. The ocean only makes up a smaller percentage of the animals that live. Even though a larger number of things may live in the ocean, the varieties are definitely more prevalent on land. In verse 11, God says, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so, and the earth brought forth grass herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Again, God has created an entire day's work, and twice everything he creates, he says, is very good. He notes that in the Bible it is important to him that he wants us to know when he created it, it was good, it was perfect, it was beautiful. Imagine the lush green forests just beginning to spring up, beautiful green trees, grasses wonderful to the feet it must have felt beautiful and moss trickling over the rocks as a playful vine runs right through it and climbs up the trunk of a tree nearby the varieties of plant and growing life considered to be flora the plant kingdom on the world are amazing beautiful flowers mushrooms moss none of that would have killed you back then because as god said it was very good death and sickness and poison are not very good they're not even good so God would not have created them and said it was good. 
but God said that his creation was good. Beautiful the greenery, beautiful whatever it was, flowers, fields of daisies, lilies, carpets of flocks and other crawling flowers. Just imagine the beauty. But remember something else. God has not created the sun yet, nor any stars, and the earth is still not orbiting a planet or a star, but is still floating, as we can imagine, freely in space. Maybe it wasn't floating, maybe there was no space to float in, but God also has already created the heavens, so it's probably suspended either by his hand or by the lack of gravity of any other objects in space. The plant life, both on the earth and underwater, provide oxygen for the living creatures that would live in it two days later. Water being the first thing to be populated. Plant life takes in carbon dioxide that we breathe out and it releases oxygen. Now the sun isn't there yet so it cannot go through the process of photosynthesis. So you may ask, who provided oxygen for the plants and how did they change it? How did they survive? Well, I believe that plants were created either full grown or they supernaturally matured within that first day when God said it was very good. Within that first day, creation would be complete fully mature plants, trees, forests that look like they might have been tens, maybe hundreds of years old. Beautiful overgrowth and undergrowth, wonderful smells filling the entire planet as flowers bloom for the first time. And remember they have no bees, no hummingbirds, no pollinators, but flowers are blooming. And some flowers, they only bloom for a day. But you still wonder why it is that there is no sun and no animals, nothing to provide oxygen or fuel food of any kind to these plants? Well, the simple answer is that God wanted them to be there. God created everything in the order he did, partially because it was his creation, he is God and can do what he wants, but partially to prove to man that only he could have done it, that no natural process caused this to come about. But notice that we're coming to evening again, and notice that Genesis does not use the word night, in all of the creation week, it says evening and morning together, signifying the fact that according to the Hebrew translation, when you see the words evening, morning, and number with the word day, anywhere in Hebrew, they're talking about a 24-hour day. It means that it is not a metaphorical account of how long a day could be, but a physical 24-hour day, which God established at the very beginning, and which has not been actually timed out yet by man, First of all, because man is not around yet. Second of all, because there is no sun. We don't even know if the earth is rotating or moving at all at this point. But we do know that the earth is now covered with green things and beautiful colors and plants. The elevations are covered with whatever grows at their specific places. Algae in the lowest of the swamps and on the high mountains, pine trees out west, the dry grasses and cactus plants and lush forests and tangled vines in the tropics. The beautiful paradise that God created for us was made even more beautiful by the plants, which may be the Earth's greatest aspect of character below humans. There is no hard evidence that there are any kind of plants or life at all on any other planets. In fact, there is overwhelming evidence as time goes on, more and more obvious that you probably could not have life on other planets because Earth is the only one that's just far away from its parent star and just close enough and just the right temperature star and it's just in the right position. It doesn't rotate too fast or too slow and it sits around just the right temperature. Now an interesting thing about these three days of creation are the sequence which God used. When you move into a new house, the first thing I expect you do is to make sure that the lights are on so you can see what you're doing and make sure that the utilities like water are running. So lights and water, and on day one, God created light. On day two, God separated 
the water from the water. So making sure that the water was in where he wanted it to be, where he needed it to be, where it would need to be for us to survive. Then the next thing you will do and what God did on day three is decorate the house. That is add plants. Usually you would add house plants or wallpaper decorations, furniture. God used day three to create plants, foliage, all the things that pretty up the earth, make it pleasant to our eyes and to our senses. The wonderful carpety moss and grass and trees that stand firm when you want to lean against them to read a book that give you shelter from the rain. The moss that coats the rocks, making them as slippery as you like. The algae that sits in the water gives us oxygen, as well as all the other plants. Vines that run up trees and tear them down and annoy you so much because they're extremely hard to get rid of. Weeds were probably not created with other plants because weeds, thorns and thistles, are a part of the curse. If they were created with other plants, they were probably genetically modified after the curse, after Adam sinned on after the finish of creation, they were probably modified if they had been created so that they became extremely difficult to control. Because when God created everything on day three, it was very good. Tomorrow we'll get to day four, and for those of you who know that story, you know that it is the best of them all. But right now on The Patriot Show here, it's time for us to get to your daily headline. Your daily headline will soon begin being aired every day based on news that was recorded that day. So the fact that these shows are about a week or two behind will not cause you any issues. Therefore, the headlines you hear on this show will be usually two weeks out of date, just in case you missed hearing them the very day they issued, starting with this one right here. Today's daily headline is brought to you again by TrendingPolitics.com, a very reliable source of news on all sides of the party. Quote, for months, the Democratic Party told Americans that if they just fell in line and got vaccinated, they could get back to a normal life. Well, mask up, America, because now the Biden CDC, quoting again, is telling vaccinated Americans to mask up once again, proving that all of this was never really about health. It was about control. Here we go. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is expected to recommend Tuesday, which is the day this show is being recorded, July 27th, 2021, that fully vaccinated people begin wearing masks indoors again in places with high COVID-19 transmission rates, according to people familiar with the matter. And I guess you know who's familiar with it, the government, people telling you what to do. Federal health officials still believe fully vaccinated individuals represent a very small amount of transmission. According to the sources, still some vaccinated people could be carrying higher levels of the virus than previously understood and potentially transmit the virus to others, they said. Let's get the science. And of course, Twitter explodes with reaction. But that's the scoop, America. I hope you threw your masks out because I'm sure not putting one on. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this a little bit more. As I said, your daily headline will now be brought to you daily on 92.7 New Radio right after this show. However, this will also be an expanded version of the headline you heard a week ago. So let's dig deeper. The CDC continuously said that getting a vaccine could allow you to take the mask off. As I said, Twitter has exploded in replies, so let's look at some of those replies. Ben Shapiro on Twitter says, from the same CDC, this means that thus far, the odds of you getting hospitalized or dying from a breakthrough infection is approximately one in 27,223. 
and I'm not going to mask myself or my child to protect people who can get the vaccine anytime they want. Anthony Brian Logan says, imagine getting a vaccine because it meant that you could take off the mask. Then the CDC says you have to put it back on, vaccine or no vaccine. It's predictable though, trust the science. And of course their science is all about which scientific or unscientific method they can use to get the most control out of you. So you're going to stand up and refuse, absolutely refuse to wear that mask. Don't even think of putting on that bib. You should have thrown it away by now because you have no reason to wear it. The science obviously is nothing to do with it. So probably the masks make no essential difference. If you're gonna get sick, you're gonna get sick. People are smart enough to go home when they get sick. The chance of dying from the virus is lower than the chance of dying from the vaccine. So why should we listen to their skewed science? It's obviously not doing any good. They're just changing their narrative over and over. It happens predictably and the comments are coming in. The CDC cannot be trusted. The change is political for sure. They want vaccinated people to blame the unvaccinated for having to wear the mask again. Of course, yeah, the vaccinated people, they're going to start blaming you. You didn't get vaccinated, now look what you've done. We have to wear masks again. That's what they want. They want division. They want strife in our country. They know it's gonna split our country to bits once they get it. And the last comment that I will read to you Nope, ain't happening with me, four exclamation marks. Besides, it's nobody's business whether I've been vaccinated or not. This country better start rising up. Our freedoms are flying right out the window faster than we can say no. That is true, America. They're taking them out, they're taking them out fast. They know exactly how fast to go and no slower, no faster either. They know what temperature to keep the pot so that the frog stays satisfied while still getting boiled. By the time we know what's going on, it will be over, the coup will be complete. Stand up, America. Throw the mask out with your next load of trash. Don't even think about getting the shot, certainly not without looking at all the true science. There's plenty of those sources out there. Doctors, physicians, immunologists willing to tell you the truth about whether or not the vaccine is safe. And you make your own decision. No one's telling you not to get it, no one's telling you to get it. At least none of the patriots. All of the patriots believe that if you want to get the shot, it's your decision. If you get hurt, it's your decision. But you should be informed about the risks so that when the shot hurts you, you can't blame anyone else. You can't blame people trying to mandate it because you should be able to say, hey, well, at least I knew what was coming. They warned me. I made my own decision because I was free to. This is Hayden Kuvion. This is The Patriot Show. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I'll see you tomorrow for day four of the Creation Week.